So welcome back again to Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley. This time of the year, it's a delight for me to welcome back onto the program again a good friend of the program from Mount St. Alphonsus Redemptist Monastery in Limerick City, uh, Father Seamus Enright, the rector. How are, how are you, Father Seamus? John, I'm very well, and I'm grateful to you for having me back on the program. Thank you very much indeed for coming on every year to give uh, to give people some inspirational uh, thoughts uh, and maybe their preparation for coming to the novena, which is taking place again this year. But maybe before that, a lot of people might want to know uh, the, sh- the 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 novena is for a lady of perpetual help, and a lady that's perpetual help, yeah. and that's connected with the icon. Can you tell us a little bit about the history and the story with the icon of a lady yeah. of perpetual help, please? I mean, the origins of the icon are obscure. We know that it was came from the island of Crete. That it was stolen by a Roman businessman, a Roman merchant, who on his deathbed repented of the theft asked his wife to put it in a church. Um, She promised she would, but then she didn't. But eventually she relented. And we're fairly clear about the history from 1499 onwards, because on the 27th of March in the year 1499, the icon was placed in in that church of St. Matthew in Rome. And And actually at one stage in its history, that church was in the care of the Irish Augustinians, who, of course, at the time had fled from persecution in Ireland and had established a seminary in Rome and and a priory there. And they had charge of the icon from 1739 until 1798. And then in 1798, the revolutionary French armies invaded Rome. They destroyed the church of St. Matthew. The Augustinians fled to another church. They took the icon with them and once more, the icon vanishes from view because the Augustinians placed it in their private oratory rather than in a public church. And it was there until the middle of the 1860s when it was given into the care of the Redemptress. Because by this time, the Redemptress had built a church in Rome, St. Alfonso, on the Via Marilana, very close to the site of the old St. Matthew's Church that had been destroyed and where the icon had been venerated. And they they got wind, really, of the icon. People said to them, oh, there used to be a church here and there was an icon in it and the icon has vanished. And then a young redemptorist, Roman redemptorist, remembered that when he was a boy, he used to serve Mass in the Augustinian Church and an old brother there took him upstairs once um, to the oratory and showed him the icon and lamented the fact that the icon was now hidden from public veneration. So he mentioned it to our superior general, who approached the Pope, who approached the Augustinians, and suggested, um, that's putting it mildly, I think, but suggested to the Augustinians that they transfer the icon to the Redemption. So it's been venerated in our church of San Alfonso on the Via Marilana in Rome, since 1866. Pope gave the icon to us. He gave us a mandate. I think we're probably the only religious congregation with a specifically Marian mandate from the Holy See. He asked us to make Mary known throughout the world as the mother of perpetual help. And we've been doing our best to be faithful to that mandate ever since. So in 1867, at the very tail end of 1867, a copy of the icon came to Mount St. Alphonsus. That's the icon that we venerate in the church now. 
It was the first uh, copy of the icon to come to Ireland, so it's from Limerick that the devotion spread around the country. And then in 1868, the men of the confraternity in Limerick decided to build a shrine to house the icon. So that shrine was built in 1868-1869. So this year, on the 15th of August, we'll be celebrating the 150th anniversary, not of devotion to the icon in Limerick, because that's a little bit longer, but we'll be celebrating the 150th anniversary of the build, of the dedication of our beautiful shrine. Thanks for that, Father Seamus. And, and, and as best you can, can you give a little bit of a description of, of the icon? I know there's a lady perpetual... Well, I, I, I'd be very surprised if most people don't know it, because it's probably the most popular image in Ireland, but it's an icon of, our, of the Mother of Sorrows and Mary holds the child Jesus in her arms. Um, the angels carry the instruments of the passion, giving us a hint as to what the future of the child is. And people who know the icon are always drawn towards the eyes because Mary's eyes look at us. And I think through her eyes, she draws us into the story of Jesus. And then, of course, with her finger, she points towards Jesus because that's what Mary does, isn't it? She always points us towards Jesus, um, I suppose echoing her words from St. John's Gospel from the wedding feast at Cana, um, do whatever Jesus tells you to do. How long has the, has the novena been taking place in Limerick? How many years? The novena in its present shape has mm. been taking place since 1972, but the novena in some shape or other has been celebrated since the 1940s. And, of course, the devotion um, goes back into the 1860s. But the, the present solemn novena, as we call it, um, that format was developed by Father Vincent Kavna in, in 1972. Vincent did two things in 1972. He, as it were, repackaged and relaunched the novena in honour of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, and he began the Redemptive Poor campaign, the Christmas Hamper Appeal. And, and both of those, thank God, go strong to this day. And, and we're indebted to Vincent Kavner for both of them. And I think that shows something as to how Vincent saw the faith. There was obviously the devotional side to the faith, the prayer side to the faith, and then there was the, was the justice side to the faith, the concern for others that's represented by the, by the hamper appeal at Christmas. We've, so two sides, two sides of the same coin. Mm. We mentioned uh, a few times there uh, the word novena. Maybe you can explain yes. to some people who might, might know what a novena is, please. Well, it, it comes from the Latin word for nine. It's nine days of prayer, really. They say, actually, these days we're probably in the midst of what was considered to be the first novena, the nine days of prayer before Pentecost. Um, Jesus, on, at ascension, returned to his Father in heaven, and the community went back to Jerusalem to wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit. And they spent nine days in prayer. So that's where I think the inspiration for our novenas comes from. Mm. So we come to the novena taking place in Limerick this year. Um, when is the novena and what's the theme, please? John, we begin on the 14th of June. On the 14th of June, run through until the 22nd of June. Uh, we have 10 celebrations every day. We begin at 7 in the morning and we go on until 10.30 in the evening. And the theme this year is the saint next door uh, living the Beatitudes. We're going to reflect on the Beatitudes as St. Matthew describes them in his Gospel. 
and it's inspired by a letter of Pope Francis. Pope Francis wrote a letter which probably hasn't got enough attention about holiness, about how, how we're all called to be holy, how we're all called to be saints, how being a follower of Jesus means being a saint. So we're calling the novena, we're saying the theme is the saint next door living the Beatitudes. And you say, Father Seamus, that, 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 there's, that there's 10 novena times each day. So that's starting from 7 ten, in the ten morning. 10 times each day, 7 in the morning, 8 in the morning, 10, ten o'clock and 11, thir- at 30 in the morning, then uh, lunchtime at 10 past 1, and then 4.36, 7.39, and 10.30 in the evening. So there's a time there to suit everybody. And if people can't remember what I'm saying, um, they'll find all the information on novena.ie. And of course, if you can't come to Limerick to the Novena, you can follow the Novena online because all of the Novena celebrations will be broadcast on novena.ie. We have quite a a worldwide congregation for the Novena now. People all over the the, the world um, click in and follow the Novena and join us in celebrating the Novena online. So it's wonderful to be able to use modern technology uh, as a means of evangelization. Just just looking at the times there, Father Shamus, from 7am to 10.30pm, you're really covering mm. all the bases for those people who might be working various shifts and working or not working. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'd be hoping, John, that there's a time there that suits everybody. Um, the lunchtime celebration at 10 past one is a little bit shorter than the others, as is the seven in the morning, because people are going to work and they're under a bit more time pressure. Um but we, we try to cater for everybody and do our best to make it as easy as possible for people to come to the novena. Special celebrations on the afternoon. We have a children's novena on Sunday, the 16th of June at 4.30 in the afternoon. We have a blessing of babies. We don't have mass that time. On the 17th of June, which is the Monday at 11.30, and we've written to schools all over the city and county about this, we have a special celebration for children who've just celebrated their first Holy Communion. And then on the final day of the Novena, the 22nd, the Saturday at 11.30, we have our much-loved um, annual celebration of the Sacrament of the Sick during the Novena for the sick and the elderly and the infirm in the community. You can go to confession every day except Sunday. And the counselling service, we have a counselling service in Mount St. Alphonsus throughout the year, but during the nine days of the Novena, the counsellors move into a caravan in the car park, so it's a walk-in service. You don't need to make an appointment. You just turn up and wait your turn. One of the nicest things about the demeanour that I found myself, and I know you've mentioned uh, over the years since, since we've had a chat to you, everyone's welcome to come to the novena at Mount San Francis. You don't have yes, to be a, a daily mascot to go, for instance. No, no, everybody, everybody is welcome. Um, everybody, and all kinds of people do come um, to the Novena. I was trying, and it's, I'm surprised always that people who come for the first time, uh, <clears throat> I was talking to a lady at the Novena last year. She lived in Limerick all her life, but she'd never been to the Novena. And last year, a friend of hers persuaded her to come on the first day. And she said she'd come because she didn't want to offend her friend. And to her own surprise, to her own great surprise, she came for the nine days. And I asked her on the last day of the novena when I was chatting with her, I said, how would you describe the novena? And she said to me, it was like a spiritual spa. 
She said, I feel I'm refreshed, I'm, I'm rejuvenated, I, my spiritual energy is back up again. I just feel that I'm ready to face the year. So I thought of that image of the novena as being like a spiritual spa was, was, was a lovely image. Um, another one I quote, of course, is a man who said to me a couple of years back that the novena at the Fathers in Limerick was like the, it was like the monster final of religion. Very good, very good. Very <laughs> earthy images, really, but they capture something of what the novena is about, the, the crowds, the gathering, the atmosphere, the praying, the, the, the recharging of the spiritual batteries. And so really, that's why people come from all over, isn't it? I mean, from all ages, all, all stages of, uh, of work, of life, of young and old. Um, oh, yeah. And John, people come from far and near, really. I'm always surprised at the distances people travel. People come down from Dublin, not big numbers, but people do come from Dublin. People come up from Cork and down from Galway. And people come from all, mostly from all over North Munster. Limerick, North Kerry, North Cork, Tipperary, into Clare. I suppose if you were to think of a 50, 60 mile radius around Limerick, the majority of people come from within that radius. But people come from farther afield. And people come every day, of course, and people come some days. I met a lady about three years ago, and she was going nine times on the one day because she could only come one day and she wanted to do the nine day, nine novena celebration so she decided she would do her novena in a day perfect very good very good so <laughs> now that was quite a that was quite a heroic feat yes. i think to be there from seven o'clock in the morning until until nine o'clock in the evening with a short break in the middle of the day but that's what she did what god she bless did. her but you know the, the the thing that um people might ask is in this day and age when people are supposed to be turned off from God and turned off from religion, there is a novena that's held every year in in Limerick. I know the parts of Ireland too, but I know I'm speaking about Limerick here. And it's fairly full every single session from seven o'clock. Okay, seven o'clock you get a few seats. Yes. But later on during the day you'll have I, a problem getting a seat. Oh yeah. I think there's a spiritual hunger in people that the novena responds to. Um, people tell me as well nowadays, John, that um, I suppose Ireland can be a cold enough house for Catholics at times. Um, we wouldn't want to say we were being persecuted because we're not. But there can be a certain hostility. And people tell me that maybe in their families at work that they're the solitary Catholic or part of a small minority now and that they love the gathering, that you look around you and say, there are thousands of people here, there are young people here, there are old people here, there are people here from every background, and we're the church, we're the body of Christ, and you just get that great sense of belonging to something that's much bigger than yourself. And there's something in our Irish character, I think, isn't there, that loves gatherings. Like, we, we love festivals, we love going to... Uh, the Gaelic grounds, and we love going to Thomond Park, and we love Croke Park, and we love a day at the races, and we go to the, the Rows of Tralee. So there's, I think the Novena is the spiritual equivalent of those kind of gatherings. What, what, one of the comments that I get from uh, people who I meet at the Novena every year is the quality of preachers you, that you bring to that in terms of they're able to connect into the real story of people's yes. lives. Who do you have this year? I think the preachers, I suppose we choose the preachers carefully and the preachers work very hard at preparing. Um, 
I don't think you can preach a good homily without fairly solid preparatory work. And I know the the preachers this year have been um, preparing solidly for some time. And of course, as well as the Novena Limerick, of course, we have other novenas around the country. So some people would preach at a number of them. But I think this year we've assembled a, a good team of preachers. People will remember Father Adrian Egan, of course, he was the rector before me. And he's now a parish priest in Assumption Parish in Ballyfermot in Dublin. And he's coming back to preach for the Lawrence Gallagher. Lawrence is a member of the community in Limerick and a very well-respected parish missioner. Father Michael Kelleher was our provincial. He's a member of the community in Limerick now, and he's one of the chaplains in Limerick Prison. And of course, as well as celebrating the novena in Mount St. Alphonsus, we'll be celebrating the novena in the prison this year for the third year running. And then we have two lay people from the Redemptorist Parish Mission Team. We have Helena Connolly. And some people in Mount St. Alphonsus will remember Helena. She's been there for different things over the years. And then we have Neil Foley as well. So an interesting team of Redemptorists and lay people, because that's, that's the future of the church, really, partnership, collaboration, clergy and laity and religious and laity, women and men, all working together. Thank you very much, Nidia. Yeah, that, 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 that gives us a good appetite now for wetting our, our, our spiritual tongues uh, to, to be able to maybe visit uh, to mountains above. So can you tell us the details again, Father? Yes. The novena, of course, begins on June the 14th and runs until June the 22nd. And we start at 7 in the morning. And roughly there's a session every hour and a half, except in the afternoon when we take a break, but 7, 8, 10 o'clock, 11.30, 1.10, a shorter session, lunchtime session, 4.30, 6, 7.30, 9, 10.30, and then the Children's Novena, the Blessing of Babies, on the 16th of June at 4.30, and the Novena Celebration for children who've made their, who's celebrating their first Holy Communion this year. And those are both lovely celebrations. Of course, the Blessing of Babies is rather boisterous, so we don't have mass at that time. And it's lovely to fill the church um, with children who've just celebrated their first Holy Communion and schools schools all over Limerick City and County and into Clare and Tipperary bring their first communion um, classes to that. So we've written to all the schools. Uh, many have replied. If there are teachers listening to me who'd like to bring their first communion classes, um, they're more than welcome. They should just let us know at the monastery. And the theme Our parents might want to nudge teachers into bringing the first communion class. <laughs> nudge, nudge. And the theme again, Father Seamus? The theme, of course, is the saint next door living the Beatitudes, a reflection on St. Matthew's telling of the Beatitudes, and it's inspired by a letter of Pope Francis, um, Pope Francis's letter on holiness, encouraging all of us um, to become saints in, in our own way. And of course, for those of us who maybe mightn't be able to attend, it's available online too. And it's available online at novena.ie. And so we, we, we hope people will come into the monastery to join us. If not, we hope that people will think about joining us online. And if you've been before, I suppose my invitation is to come back. And if you've never been before, my invitation is to come once at least and sample it and see how, how, what the experience is like. Father Seamus Enright, Rector of Mount St. Abbas here in Limerick, thank you so much for coming on, taking your time, uh, to taking time again to tell us all about the upcoming novena. 
And you picked a nice bit of music for us to go out this, this part of the programme. Yes, um, Bernadette Farrell, who's an English liturgical musician and social activist, social campaigner, sings this very beautiful song, um, God Beyond All Names. Father Seamus, thanks for that, and we look forward to meeting you at the Domina uh, in a week's time. Thanks, now. Thank God, John. I look forward to seeing you there.